You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, that you know we are in the Christmas season here at TPC. You think you know the name of that song. You think it's What Child Is This? But if legend is true, it is Greensleeves. And you know who composed it? I know you know, Keith. Yeah, Henry VIII. Henry VIII, that is the legend. Henry VIII composed the music to that tune, Greensleeves which was repurposed for the Christmas Carol, and this is the Christmas season on TPC that we all know. What child is this? Uh, There is um, enough evidence of that for me to say that it is true that uh, Henry VIII wrote that tune. Of course, Henry VIII, imagine. You didn't know you have to check with the SPLC. Henry VIII was actually black. Well, Anne Boleyn certainly was, according to the <laughs> according to the new movies that are out. But I, I'll tell you one thing about Henry VIII. By the way, and I don't mind mentioning this, I named my son after him, but and I named my daughter after Queen Isabella. And that is where so much of white history. My daughter Isabella, my son Henry, and I have another one, Caroline. I just like the name, but um, they're all traditional, masculine and feminine names. Uh, Henry actually means Lord of the Home. Or Lord of the House. Now, does Danny know that your son was named after Henry? Yes, VIII? of course, of course she does. Of course she. Does. Well, I mean, Henry the Eighth. A lot of history intersected during Henry the Eighth's reign. I think people forget about this. Not to mention, maybe I was just a fan of what child is this, but that uh, little period during the uh, late fifteen or the mid fifteen hundreds. The mid fifteen hundreds. He died in fifteen forty seven. Uh, but, uh, of course, he's known, well, I mean, you know, and not to mention the Herman's Hermit song. You're right. I mean, <laughs> I mean we certainly it's got an old pub this. song from 1911, by the way. I'm Henry VIII, I am. Right. That's right. It was a pub song. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's why, the, 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 maybe that's the real reason. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but true. Uh, Henry VIII, a lot of white history intersected during his reign. I mean, think about it. Think about it. The Protestant Reformation, that was all going full bore at that time. Martin Luther and all of that. The Borgia Pope. Uh, uh, <laughs> One of the bad popes. And see, well, but and, was he? But was he? I don't know. But then on the other <laughs> hand, Henry VIII, 
uh, was a Reformation character. He, 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 well, he, that's well, because he wanted a divorce to go get with Anne Boleyn. But, well, but you know, people, all sorts of people had different motivations. But, think but about nonetheless, it. the Anglican Church was founded basically by Henry. The Jones. Anglican Church, also known as the Church of England, and that's a, a, a Reformation type of uh, uh, progression there. But think about this. So basically, the English version of roman catholicism without a pope no but you gotta you gotta understand this fully how much white history intersected through henry the eighth the whole thing with the borgia pope all of this was going on i mean <laughs> during his reign you had like the fall of the aztec i mean the fall of the aztecs all of this was going on at that time in the early to mid 1500s but you also had the fact that he was married to um Catherine of Aragorn, uh, Aragon. Aragon, who was the daughter of Ferdinand and Isabella. Right. So that's number one. I mean, so that, uh, and, and, and Henry VIII had a lot of wives. And through that union, he had Queen Mary the First. Mary the First. Mary the First, also known as Bloody Mary. Who was, became, that, was she the same as Mary, Queen of Scots? No, that's, that's that, a different that, one. that was a different one. That was not even, in, that was like a cousin. But no, uh, Bloody Mary Tudor. Who became the uh, the Queen of England for a short time? And one of his daughters was none other than Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. That was the one that he had with Anne Boleyn. So I mean, I'm just saying, a lot of history took place there that changed the world forever between Ferdinand and Isabella and the Borgia Pope and Henry the Eighth and Mary Tudor and Queen is uh, uh, Queen have, Elizabeth. We have this unique uh, historical Anne Boleyn, perspective now. I think Henry VIII would have been very surprised to learn that Anne Boleyn was black. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, all of that. And he wrote green sleeves on top of it. Well, uh, just, just uh, hey, that's part of our history. Anyway, well, I don't think uh, we meant to chase that rabbit that long. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, here we are. Just showing off. So, uh, well, we can do that. But uh, so big news this week, I guess, Keith, is the fact that the uh, Supreme Court uh, batted away the appeal of Derek Chauvin and there is a wonderful well I say wonderful there's a something you need to see at the fall of Minneapolis.com the fall of Minneapolis.com but Derek Chauvin's Supreme Court appeal was swatted away again the, uh dereliction to duty by the Supreme Court just like for Donald Trump on his election case and well this is the same in just a couple of days later he gets nearly fatally stabbed he had uh, critically he was critically injured in a in a stabbing at uh, some so-called prison in and Texas a, a federal prison in Texas and uh, he had to have life saving uh, life saving uh, treatment medical intervention uh, so, but that's what you get. And he is, you know, Sam Francis mentioned this. He coined the term anarcho tyranny. There has never been a bigger case of anarcho tyranny. Anarcho tyranny. Well, I guess there's uh, a one A and the a one B. Michaels too. Yeah. The McMichaels and and Derek Chauvin. This guy, uh, George Floyd's uh, toxicology uh, toxicology report uh, after his uh, death. Shows he died uh, this of guy was poison. on every drug you can think of. 
And Derek Chauvin was a guy who has been sacrificed. I mean, certainly his freedom has been sacrificed on the altar of diversity. Very nearly his life as well. I mean, his life in terms of his future life, but very nearly his mortal life This just this week. His life was basically ruined because he was a conscientious policeman doing his job in Minneapolis on that fateful evening. And that's that's the big news of the week, the fact that the Supreme Court swatted that away. Complete dereliction of duty. And now they can't even protect him when he's in jail. And now he's in prison for life for doing nothing wrong. This was a not only a drug-addled career criminal, he That's was George Floyd, by the way. on drugs at the, at the time of his death, so says the toxicology well, well, what report. What Harry Cooper calls the spit liquors. <laughs> well, I mean, so says the... Uh, well, the mainstream media. Well, the morgue... Uh, but in, in any event, no, I mean, and then here's this. So it's an arco tyranny. It's terrible. The criminally corrupt courts. He's spending how, the rest of his life in prison. Fall. Why no accountability for Floyd? He was the one on drugs. He was the career criminal. We'll be right back. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern nation, what is Southern nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, and Wilson Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixie's Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
That's one that'll get me and Keith singing in the studio anytime you play it. Am I right, Keith? Look, Bobby Helms from New Albany, Indiana, one of the great early rockers. 1957 was his best year. He not only released that great hit song, but another one called You Are My Special Angel. Look that and I one bet up. you can sing it. And I bet I can, too. Yeah, I can, but I don't, I'm going to spare people that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. There's no need to punish these people. Uh, <laughs> There's enough in the world to do that. Uh, listener in Sarasota, Florida, if memory serves correct, sent me this email a few days ago. Headline reads, Bill would give DeSantis power to punish those who remove Confederate memorials. And uh, this is the story from the USA Today. Governor Ron DeSantis would have the authority to remove and fine any elected official in, uh, involved in taking down the, uh, a Confederate or other historical memorial in the state under a bill filed for the next legislative session. Now, this is something you get a lot in the southern states, Keith. The state legislatures are pretty solid. I mean, people say that, uh, you know, the Israel lobby, APAC, they control everything. They control the federal government, for sure. They control the media. They control the federal court, so they... Through that, they feel as though they don't need to buy off every state legislator. Uh, but there are members of various state houses here in Tennessee and in Florida and elsewhere in the South that are quite solid. This is a good, this is a good bill. Well, it's not only a good bill. There's also a lot of consternation and hand-wringing now about the state of police protection available in Memphis, Tennessee, which is the biggest city near to us. And, you know, the the uh the Tennessee legislature, I would recommend that they simply revoke the charter of the city of Memphis and run the whole thing out of Nashville. Well, of course, the Tennessee legislature put in all of the bills to protect uh, Confederate monuments here in Tennessee, and then you just had the rogue government of Memphis just said we're going to circumvent those by selling this park for a Look, dollar to a Memphis, shell corporation. Memphis's city government is as corrupt as Port-au-Prince, Haiti, okay? Everything is for sale down there. You can't get anything done. We've got bad people and uh and incompetent people in all sorts of positions it would be a blessing to the people of memphis for the state to revoke its charter and run the whole thing out of Nashville. all right well i want to get back to memphis in a second but uh, here this measure in uh tallahassee h uh, house bill 395 filed last week by representative dean black a republican of jacksonville also require the state to pay the cost to find a new location for and publicly display uh the nate uh, the statue of confederate general edmund kirby smith that stood in the u.s capitol for nearly a century representing florida all right so again i think you do have sincere and legitimate members of the state houses of various legislatures throughout the south that do really mean this that statue by the way of confederate general edmund kirby smith was removed from the capitol's national sanctuary uh, statuary hall and replaced last year according to the usa today we'll read their language of legendary civil rights activist and educator mary mcleod bethune she now basically is a big fat black woman that looks like a sack of used tires okay they did nothing they did nothing not a one of the so-called civil rights heroes of the 50s and 60s did anything they 
Except complained. basically, except they were a magnet for Jewish money that was using black people in the civil rights movement to undermine the traditional They didn't American take nation. any of the risks that Confederate General Edmund Kirby Smith took. He was actually fighting a legitimate uh, enemy. These people were backed by the entirety of the federal government, the federal judiciary, the, the, the entirety of media. Jewish, Jewish power and influence and money but what financed did they do? and masterminded what the did, entire episode. What did they do? They sat at lunch counters. They sat at Woolworths. They sat at the local five and dime. They made a nuisance of themselves. They refused to leave. They didn't do anything they couldn't they, lose they were not only lionized by the press they were paid by the naacp all of that just all of money that. in from jewish power and all of that all of that they did nothing they're not heroes uh, but uh, by any standard of measurement not even if if you agreed with their cause could you you know call them actual heroes they didn't really do anything they didn't face any serious threats and they, they uh, hardly faced they certainly a didn't face the threats that the people at january the 6th in charlottesville had faced yeah, they, or, just imagine if they had been treated if martin luther king and jesse jackson and john lewis had been treated like the people at the charlottesville uh, the protesters at charlottesville or the protesters at the january 6th incident had been treated what if they i mean we'd never have heard the end of it but basically, they were all exercising their First Amendment rights of association and protest you know, and free speech. Earlier this summer, Jared Taylor and I went to Selma. He did a video on it. Watch Selma. That, that, that's what they did. That's what they did. That, that's their legacy. Selma is their legacy, and it is the legacy of anywhere where they were able to it, look, it looks like America's answer to Haiti. Okay, Port-au-Prince. <laughs> That's what Selma, Alabama That's looks it. like today. It's absolutely right. That is the real legacy of, of what's going on, and uh, that, that's what they did. So, uh, But anyway, uh, i got to find this here very quickly here. Uh, this was an article at Identity Dixie this week, The Fire in Our Hearts. And uh, this is a quote. And Identity Dixie is a great uh, website you need to visit at least once a week. Uh, uh, this is the quote from Robert E. Lee. Now, we all know Robert E. Lee's quote on duty, uh, but this is something else that I've been mentioning in a lot of my speeches this year about don't be discouraged by what you can observe in real time. Uh, look at the big picture. Look at history. Look, at the, you look to the future. Robert E. Lee said something uh, that strikes on those chords. Uh, this is our beloved general. He said this, and I quote, the truth is this, the march of providence is so slow and our desires so impatient. The life of humanity is so long, that of the individual so brief, that we often see only the ebb of the advancing wave and are thus discouraged. It is history that teaches us to hope. And and that's that's it, ladies and gentlemen. What I said in, in far more meager terms is that uh, don't be discouraged by what you've observed in your own lifetime. Uh, we are just a speck in the grand scheme of things. Our lifetimes are nothing compared to the immortality of our people, our ancestors, the people Harry Cooper was talking about, uh, uh, they, our ancestors going back uh, so many millennium, uh, our future progeny. What we've experienced here in this downturn in the last 50, 60 years, that, that's nothing in the grand scheme of our people. Uh, and especially at Christmas, uh, we need to hope and we should have hope. There is hope in Christ. There is hope in our people and in, in our um, the wonder and the majesty of our people and, and of our faith. 
Uh, but uh, this is one thing, and our friend Courtney from Alabama writes this, Keith. You know, she is doing the Lord's work on Twitter uh, anonymously. She's doing a great job. <laughs> she's doing a great job here on the she, radio, she's, too. She's part of our family. Well, she's got this thing. Uh, she she goes and anonymously uh, posts on Twitter uh, different comments. But uh, there was a video by some conservative spokesman who was really trying to stick it to the liberals. And you know how they do that, right? It's conservatives. Stonewall Jackson was a Democrat. That, 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 see, that, that's the thing that these liberals don't get. If they just knew that Stonewall was a Democrat and the modern Republicans are like Martin Luther King reincarnate, then they would get it then. But this is what Courtney wrote in response, and I'll have you respond to her response uh, to this video. This asinine, ridiculous, stupid, juvenile video. She writes, I am a conservative and a southerner, but this argument uh, people on the right make about how, quote, those racist southerners a long time ago were Democrats, end quote, is pointless and ineffective. Those Democrats of long ago are the ancestors of modern Republican southerners of today. Amen. Plus, those Democrats were a completely different type of Democrat than Democrats are now. It is stupid and ineffective argument, and it does nothing to convince blue state Americans or, or cause people. them to have a grand epiphany. Please stop this. Yeah, well, she's absolutely right. You know, um, and, you know, black people are not going to flock to the Republican Party from hearing that. It is basically, uh, it shows cowardice. You know, basically, the people that fought the civil rights movement were in the right. And America has been basically taken down by all these things. Look how bad... Uh, we'll be right public back. education was uh, has descended because exposing of corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. A second group of Israeli hostages, including eight children, five women, and four Thai nationals, exited Gaza through the Rafah crossing and reached Egypt as part of a prisoner exchange. While no Americans were involved in the exchange, U.S. officials express hope that three American hostages will be released by the end of the four-day agreement. The overall ceasefire is expected to lead to the release of at least 50 hostages from Gaza and 150 Palestinian hostages from prison. Apple has decided to stop advertising on X. The move came following owner Elon Musk's remarks on anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Musk responded to an anti-Jewish post by expressing agreement with the user's views. Additionally, Apple ads were reportedly displayed alongside far-right content. This decision aligns with a similar move by IBM and marks a departure for Apple, a significant advertiser on what previously was known as Twitter. I'm John Schaefer. The state of Washington faces the most severe pothole problem in the United States. That's according to data from USA Today using Google Trends data from the last three years. Following Washington, Minnesota and Michigan are also identified as states with significant pothole-related issues. The list continues with Tennessee, Indiana, California, New York, Maryland, New Jersey, and Georgia. AAA reports that last year, 44 million drivers incurred vehicle repair costs due to pothole damage. 
with an average repair bill totaling about $400. DoorDash is trying out a new policy regarding non-tipping customers, cautioning them about potential delays in their deliveries. Users will encounter a pop-up disclaimer within the app, notifying them that their food may take longer to arrive. This adjustment comes as drivers have the option to select orders based on their payout, often favoring higher-paying ones. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the burger perfection flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. I was actually singing as loud as I could, except for my mic was turned off. This was turned off. <laughs> we love this stuff. I mean, it's Christmas time here at TPC, and God bless you all, and thank you for tuning all in tonight. In, all inhibitions go out the window. I mean, there's something about it. Uh, how about our guest tonight first? Uh, before oh. we get to Jack Ryan, uh, Lucas Gage, former retired colonel in the United States Marine Corps, four years in board. He ever see the oh, light? Man, and then I Harry think... Cooper. I mean, how hard to... <laughs> What a night! I tell you what, they're uh, they're great people, and we give people like that an audience. We give them an opportunity to be heard, and that is what is special about the uh, political cesspool. One of the many things it is we get, uh, and there are people that you hear on our show that have a lot to say, a lot to contribute, and you would never hear from them. People like, for example, Drew Lackey about what happened in Montgomery during the so-called bus boycott. And so many, George Wallace Jr. we had on show. You know, people that are not, uh, you, we, we give a full and complete historical record. We complete the historical record in many ways. 
uh, people that the mainstream media wouldn't think of having on under well, any Well, you know, we, we've had a former Luftwaffe pilot on the show. We've had General Hal Moore, who Mel Gibson played his character. We've had Mel Gibson's dad on the show. We've had a lot of people on the show. We had a lot yeah, of people pe- on the people show. People that you're not going to find on CNN or MSNBC or in Fox News. And uh, now back on the show with us is Jack Ryan. And Jack, happy Thanksgiving weekend to you. Early Merry Christmas. We'll be talking with you all throughout the month of December as well. But I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, my uh, uh, last, uh, I was going to say last night, it all blurs together this weekend. But on Thursday, Thanksgiving night, we hosted our family over at my house. My wife does this incredible apple bourbon turkey. It's the best I've ever tasted. Mm. And I've tasted a lot of relatives turkeys over the year my wife really does the best she's the turkey queen but we did this and uh, we hosted at our house and then thanksgiving night everybody leaves my family my wife my two daughters my son we're listening to christmas music as loud as the tv can play it we're decorating for christmas we're putting up the christmas tree then i take uh, my son over to his uh, cousin's house to spend the night and so i'm going back over today to pick up my son and I have a 15 minute uh, drive and uh, I'm talking to Jack on the phone and, and <laughs> I'm listening to Jack and I said Jack you know if we could just bottle this conversation and put it on the radio tonight it, there's no way we could improve it this just it's this was this was made for radio commentary and with that we'll tell Jack happy belated Thanksgiving early Merry Christmas and yeah. can we recapture it now Jack what did we talk about yeah, well, earlier today <laughs> we talked about a, a lot of things, but I just want to wish, I think it's okay to start doing Christmas things after Thanksgiving. I think they've tried to push it before, um, but Glad I think we have Christmas your approval. Eve, right. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that there. And, but also it should be, the, I mean, the powers that be cultural Marxists attack all traditional American holidays from president's uh, day to before it's a July Independence Day, they make up new cultural Marxist holidays like Juneteenth. Um, May Day used to be a workers' holiday, but it's a communist, anti-American one. And then there's always been that that uh, J people who don't want to be you know lumped in with the rest of us. They have their own. They, this is a pretty much made up holiday of Hanukkah. Two per, two percent of the population holiday. makes the rules yeah, for the other ninety eight percent. Well, they have it, and I think it's just certain sometime where some Jays in class were supposedly won a battle against the Greeks. I think they slaughtered some Greeks or something like that. But it's basically saying that you know we're not Christian. And then this this holiday, this black nationalist holiday, Kwanzaa, it's a complete copy of Hanukkah, like the 12 days of, of uh, Kwanzaa, the 12 days of, of Hanukkah or the like. And regular black African-Americans are perfectly fine with, with Christmas. They like, they just, it's a little different. They got a little different music, but it's fine. And now I'm hearing all other types of new separatist holidays of something days of light for Hindu or something like that. I don't really think the Muslims ever really got into it. In Islam, Christ is a prophet. He's not the son of God, but I'm sure they're working on those, those things here, but we got Christmas. It's ours. We're going to defend it. And we got great music. Got Thanksgiving. Mine was pretty good with friends, family squabbling. That's what they, they say, that you can choose your friends. You can't choose your relatives. Jimmy Carter had Billy Carter. I got some family issues, but but we had a good time. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. And But you just notice world events in the Middle East, in London, in Ireland, uh, in, in the United States. And if you want to see, boy, have we been 
dispossessed in places that were, were that were the centers of Christendom a hundred years ago. It was Rome, uh, Jerusalem, Constantinople, and St. Petersburg. And I guess we got back St. Petersburg, but we lost Constantinople to the Muslims, Istanbul. We don't have any Christian presence in Bethlehem and in Jerusalem uh, right now. It's a major war going on. And correct me, are there any Christian leaders in, in your area, conservatives that are standing out and saying, we got to take the Christian side in, in, in the Holy Land, in, the, in uh, Jerusalem? I have not heard any. It's everyone just staying with Israel. Or else no, you have everybody knows that you have to yeah, line up with the Jewish yeah. people and their yeah. positions, or yeah. else you're going to have no future yeah. in America's uh, yeah, they are. In any society. Like, you're going to have that, but I want to I want to call attention to people that it's easy to see that side of just the militant stand with Israel. But there was an amazing article that came in. If you want to show see how much the Jays dominate our media, not just the mainstream leftist media, Hollywood, but the mainstream conservative media. Last week, they had two uh, sitting members of the Israeli Knesset got published in the Wall Street Journal, which is supposed to be the mainstream conservative uh, newspaper of record, which they, they got published in op-ed, which is saying the West, America, Europe, and Great Britain should take in like they don't say how many, but just basically all the Arabs in Gaza. So they're so they're nailing you both sides. They're just they're just slaughtering, bombing Gaza, and they also get published in an, supposedly an American conservative magazine, saying that that all these unhappy Arabs that don't get killed should just be moved to Europe, uh, England, and the United States. Now, how just can you imagine the the chutzpah of that to get us both sides? Like, you and I could never get published in the Wall Street Journal or some brilliant conservative writer like Peter Brimlow, John Derbyshire, or Jared Taylor, who speaks fluent French and Japanese, has all this history. But here's people that are members of a parliament of a foreign government can just make a phone call, and then they can get published in a conservative American newspaper saying, yeah, you ought to just bring in millions of Arabs that are just going to hate us. Well, I mean, you knew that was coming, though, right, Jack? Jack, you knew well, that. Well, I did, but, but you know I what? think most I, of be careful what you be careful what you wish for, Jays, right. because your dream may right. come true. Let's bring but them on over here, put them yeah, right next them to the Jewish uh, uh, population center, the Hebrew Heights of your well, particular not, city, I mean, they, and, they, let, and, they, and let yeah, the but, fur fly. Yeah. yeah, but they want to 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 just dump it. I mean, it's, it's killing. It's you getting both sides, and they they dump them on Germany or Sweden. And there's no screening and there's no women. So I, I confess, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I, I fell for neoconservatism in the 1980s. I thought I've been grew up with Jays my whole life. And their problems were like they're too liberal. They're leftists. They had bad problems with conservatives, nationalists, World War II. And I thought that they were becoming more reasonable about crime and culture. And then I find out that, that the neoconservatives believe and the Wall Street Journal used to publish editorials in the 80s on July 4th said, Thou shalt have open borders immigration only to the United States and the West. I mean, obviously not. Yeah, but Israel, definitely not in but Israel, can you imagine, like, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but can you imagine like 80 million Muslims from Pakistan, Afghanistan, supposedly should come to New York City or go to Los Angeles with cars, and there's no screening to see if they're not Mohammed Adas that want to, you know, so we're getting nailed by both sides. Either well, I've got a better idea, Jack. What yeah. they need to yeah. do yeah. is this. They need yeah. to send all those Palestinians 
back to Palestine, cut Israel in two, let them have half of it and let the Jews have half of it. But, uh, you know, well, that's, you, that would be... You a, can do that, but it, it doesn't work with either the Jays or the Muslims. And I'm looking at maps, and so much of these areas were once part of the Greek and Roman Empire. We did that Monty Python sketch. Rome was once controlled. I mean, Palestine was controlled by the Romans. So these people will never stay in their own countries. I mean, we got to get our own magazines or radio Hold show. On. Something that starts. Well, we got that. We got, we got, got that. that yeah, we'll be right back. Stay tuned, everybody. Hey there, TPC family. This is James Edwards, your host of The Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-88-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Jack's thinking the same uh, on the same wavelength as we are tonight, Keith, in terms of the English choir version of some of these most iconic Christmas carols. We did Good King Wenceslas. How about Oh Little Town of Bethlehem? And these cathedrals that they built in Europe, they made you really believe that they believed that this was the real deal. Jack, why did you predict that? Uh, predict? Why did you? Well, I, I, uh, I like the English select, uh, select, choral, yes. uh there. 
But I was just going to tell that our, our TPT listeners that probably this year is not a great time to take a Christian pilgrimage to the little town of Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah, but besides that, the Jews will spit on you. Like, that EVF, the rubble that, that, that you have. Uh, and uh, so, um, you know, just other parts of, the, of history, places that were ours. I mean, this, this, this month, incredible things are happening where you, you have traditional holidays, both in, in the Anglo world, uh, England, Great Britain, Canada, and Australia. They have armistice days from World War One. It's a patriarch holiday that you honor the people that died. And then the streets of London just got t- taken over by hundreds of thousands of Arabs and Pakistani uh, people. And they're protesting the war, but they're protesting the war in Gaza for the wrong, really for the wrong reasons, from my perspective, is that they're trying to say, oh, Israel is behaving like a colonial ruler or Israel is like apartheid or something. I don't have any problem with apartheid. What was wrong with that? It was fine. It was civilized place. You had electricity that worked in, in the country. So you see that we've lost, lost not just uh, British rural Palestine, but, but London, England is really London stand. You got a mayor of London that's just, he's a secular Pakistani, and then they're ruining our holidays. And then in Ireland, they have just sort of, uh, what the issue with Ireland was that they, they were kind of the poor relations, Great Britain and the EU. So they wanted to go to the EU so they could be get the subsidies and, and things that be more like Sweden. But when you get in the EU, you lose control of your borders. So they're getting flooded with just the worst, you know, asylum seeking migrants and what some Algerian crazy guy just knifed a bunch of little Irish children this week. Well, in let, let's Ireland. talk about that. And, Jack, yeah, Jack, yeah. hold on right there. Right. Uh, Jack, yeah, right. There are two things. Right. First, Jack, why do yeah. white people in England, in Ireland, and elsewhere put up with this? They wouldn't have well, you, in an it, earlier time. Right. That's a good question. Um, the, 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 I, there's one guy I admire to look at. He is a part J, I think Russian. Uh, he's in that trigonometry, trigonometry, the, the trigonometry something comedian team. Uh, and he just, he's, he's saying, and John Derbyshire did too, is that in England, the United States, you have two party system that you either go Tory labor in Great Britain, England, or you have Republican Democrat. And so the system is in that it's very, very difficult to start a new party. Like in Switzerland, you the people, regular people got tired of mass immigration, so they started a new party, the Swiss People's Party, and they got 20% And because there were like five or six other parties, and so it became the biggest party and you could network, or that win by Keith Builders this week in the Dutch. If you can get a smaller party that gets 15 20%, you can have, an inf- you can have a say in things. Whereas in Great Britain and the United States, unless you get 51%, and now with all this vote harvesting, you got to get more than that. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> well, we, we have two par- parties, yeah, dumb right. and dumber. Yeah, dumber and dumber. Yeah, it's just the Democrats and the Republicans. And I, I, my view is that it's, it's terrible, but you can do some things at the local level. And our people... We're not good at a lot of things. We're not good at at uh, disco dancing. We're not good at uh, poetry, uh, other things. We're just not good at national politics. And we always waste all our time in the presidential election looking for some savior on a white horse when we should have been winning and going for mayors, county board chairmen, governors. Pat Buchanan could have won uh, governor of New Hampshire. And so, and then the system with the money and the media 
not only can we not have a leader that comes out for our issues, America first, border control, you can't even talk about it. And the media uh, money will just take out. Tucker Carlson was the most popular person on the media. Megan Kelly was very popular. And he would talk about some of our issues, crimes in our city, immigration. And he humiliated some of the worst neocon warmongers like Mac, uh, uh, Max Boot. But the system takes them off. And so you you see now the Republicans, our president is senile. He can't even he can't even eat Jello by himself. And then the, and the, <laughs> the Republican guys are just, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's fixed, and, but our people keep always trying yep. to do the you presidential leader. We should be going locally. We should get a governor that could be doing something. As I've said in my uh, recent Amarin speech, which was republished this week at Amarin.com, and there is something else going on behind the scenes. Now, certainly it is countercurrent, uh, to, to, to borrow Greg Johnson's uh, term, but th- there's something going on amongst our people that was not going on when we first started this show in 2004. I can tell you that. I mean, we were certainly a voice in the wilderness. I mean, there were people out there who believed like us, but it wasn't dominating social media trends as it is now. And here again, as you know, Jack, you're a contributor to uh, Occidental Descent, along with our good friend, Brad Griffin, big story out of Ireland this week. And uh, we we saved this for last. Big story out of Ireland is, of course, that you had this Algerian immigrant who stabbed uh, a bunch of uh, Irish children there just on the streets for no reason. Uh, And the Irish have risen up against their globalist overlords this week. This is happening right now. You wouldn't know it if you relied on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC for your daily bread. But the Irish are rising up right now and in real time in this moment against the globalist overlords and they're rioting against multiculturalism and mass immigration in dublin conor mcgregor who is a ufc right. uh, uh, mixed martial arts champion he is one of uh, the uh, biggest names uh, one of the biggest named athletes in in the world right now he is retreating keith woods who i shared a stage with at amrin just a couple of months ago keith woods was on the show just right. uh, a few weeks ago uh and the journalist the so-called journalist or outraged that the Irish are, are upset enough to fight back. They're upset enough ab- about these non-whites in their cities killing their kids. They're fighting back. The globalist Indian, this is uh, Brad Griffin writing now, the globalist Indian homosexual prime minister of Ireland sees Irish patriots as the problem and promises to crack down on the far right and pass tougher hate speech laws. So that was the thing. So you have a non-white, an illegal immigrant. They come in, they kill some white kids. And the reaction from the administration is uh, to crack down on hate speech. Anybody who's upset about that obviously has to go to jail. But at least the white uh, people in Ireland have a pulse. As national, yeah, they have such a. Right. Well, he's just saying it is a crime like this in America would hardly register if it occurred here. But but this is the thing, Conor McGregor, and I'll say this and toss it back to you, my friend. Conor McGregor, again, one of the most high-profile athletes in the world today, this mixed martial arts champion, Conor McGregor, says, responding to Keith Woods, who wrote, here's a liberal Irish journalist who smears smears opponents of mass immigration as far right, gets sit on his bike after... uh, by locals after showing up uh, to the site of a stabbing spree of of these young uh, Irish kids. Conor McGregor writes, isn't that something? The absolute 
picture of weak and feeble. The most divisive of all is the weak man. One of the most horrific crimes in this nation uh, that it's ever seen occurred. We do not care anymore what you sad cases have got to say. In a war, you are nothing. We are not backing down. He's talking about the white people of Ireland, this heavyweight champion. We are only warming up. There will uh, be no backing down until real change is implemented for the safety of our nation. We are not losing any more of our women and children to the sick and twisted people who should not even be in Ireland in the first place. Call it what you want. We do not care. May God help us, Ireland, for victory. That is something, Jack. That is something. Yeah, I mean, it's something. But it's also things that if you just don't pay attention to politics, you think things are always a lot of so many Irish Americans think that Ireland is the world of John Wayne and John Ford's the quiet man. And it's just that is idyllic uh, Catholic Ireland. Uh, and it's, it's, not, it's like they think like Irish supposed to be Catholic. Oh, yeah. Or the, is the Pope Catholic? Well, I'm going to tell you that the current Pope Francis is not Catholic by traditional <laughs> standards. He's uh, openly homosexual. He's pro-Muslim replacement. He doesn't, he's not contesting the Holy Land. And then people don't, you know, you think, oh, okay, well, Ireland's uh, there. Under Henry VIII left the yeah. Catholic Church. Yeah. No, they, they have, but then who would have thought that it's some Indian, yeah, usually most Hindu people are, are respectful of, of traditional British and then American. They're not really caused, they haven't traditionally caused the trouble that Islam uh, has, but they have, they have a homosexual Indian of Hindu extraction who's their prime minister and the, the, the uh, prime minister, I think it's prime minister of Scotland, is also a similar ethnic there, and he's he's looking to replace uh, Scottish people in Scotland. See, see that that's the point Irish I was making, now, Jack. There, there is something peculiar to yeah. people from the English Isles, okay, uh, Britain, Scotland, Ireland, that they step back and let these foreigners, these strangers, these people who are cultural enemies of their uh, culture take over their political power. Well, the, it's, it's the, the, the politicians did say that, that they, like conservatives have always said from Margaret Thatcher's time that they would control immigration. Of course, Johnson did. and But then they just don't do it. And that's whether that's, they're bought out or why didn't George Bush, the Bush family, control the borders? Why didn't they do that? Why did they just distract Because they're part of the ruling wall. They're members yeah. of Skull and yeah. Bones. Yeah, so there, and then nobody, that Arab guy that threw a shoe at George Bush, that guy I give him, who I'd like to buy that guy. I don't drink anymore, but I like to buy that <laughs> Arab guy here. And so we have to well, throw we'll, shoes at traders. We'll make an exception we got to burn on that night. effigy, throw rotted fish. At We're out people, of time, and though. All these people, we just want to play golf with the Bushes and then go on and watch I football. Don't. Football, football, you don't. five days a week. We don't. No. Yeah, I'm that's why it's a greater waste of time than playing football. Love you, brother. Yeah. Happy okay. Thanksgiving weekend. A little bit belatedly, but for whatever's left of it. Merry Christmas. Get in the Christmas spirit, my friend. We're yeah, into we're it. getting the I mean, spirit. We're already into it. We're, we're into it. Uh, with uh, Jack Ryan and Harry Cooper and Lucas Gage. What a night to kick off the Christmas season here. Christmas fundraising drive is underway. Support us, folks, so we can be here with you next year. Good night.